everybody. Welcome to Talking Heartland. This is a show where we talk about back episodes of Heartland TV show, and we are into season 10, episodes 10, 11, and 12. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Michelle's here. Hey, everyone. Are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Glad to be back. I know. It's, it's, it's crazy how just missing one week, it feels like so long. <laughs> yeah, like we're playing catch-up. <laughs> yeah, you just get used to... Uh, our you know normally I just get used to talking to Michelle every every Saturday or Sunday I mean yeah <laughs> so I miss it but uh, but hopefully y'all enjoyed we had instead of Heartland last week we had our episode with uh, Andrew Francis our interview so people enjoyed that he's super super fun and uh, and hopefully y'all got kind of caught up maybe with uh with heartland uh but mm-hmm. uh but yeah season 10 it's turned out to be kind of a mixed bag would you agree yeah yeah absolutely it's been i feel like one thing is sort of dragging it down um and that would sort of be ties sort of in and out sort of nature um and yeah i would say this is probably one of the weakest sort of mid-season sort of comebacks that i've sort of seen with this show yeah i mean and it's probably partly also the fact that season nine was so good yeah yeah we came off like a really good run of seasons there Mm -hmm. because this just it's almost like it's particularly in this first episode we're gonna talk about almost none Mm -hmm. of the plot lines worked for me i'm i'm just not really caring about peter and lou and their drama Mm -hmm. i'm not really caring about ty certainly and the bear stuff and (laughs) Um, so it should be super tense and emotional because there's this, yeah. you know, accident is kind of just like, mm-hmm. okay, we've like, I, I, the last, uh, recap I titled another ravine. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so true though. Yeah. <laughs> These people should not ever drive near ravines or walk Never. near ravines. Never. Never. <laughs> Uh, so this episode, season 10, episode 10, is called Together and Apart. And it's Amy, plagued by cramps, stays with the horse trapped in the trailer while Georgie goes searching for Tim. Ty and Bob perform surgery on a Gobi Bear cub shot by poachers. Peter and Lou address the divorce papers and the impact it will have. So yeah, did you, you agree then that this is not a great episode? This was not great. Um, I think overall, just putting those two episodes together, it just wasn't enough to to sort of stretch out into into two episodes. Um, this episode just felt like it was sort of dragging its heels. Um, nothing really sort of made sense. I didn't understand why Amy didn't go to the hospital. Um, sort of towards the sort of mid part of the episode. Um, the, the sort of Lou and Peter situation. It just feels like. We've went over this like five times. Yeah. Like the divorce. Like it feels like so repetitive. Um, yeah, it just didn't work for me. Yeah, I mean, I guess do they think we're super invested in Peter and Lou? It's so weird to me because they did so little to justify that investment. I mean, there was so mm-hmm. little of their courtship and uh you know, so it was just they went from friends to lovers like that, and then all of a sudden they're mm-hmm. married and they have a child and uh, I've said it a million times, but when Peter was a stay-at-home dad, that was the best, mm-hmm. and they should have kept it that way. 
but yeah, this fighting between Peter and Lou, it's just not yeah. interesting. Yeah, and I feel like they make him the villain too much as well. Um, like the whole thing with having a girlfriend that just sort of disappeared. And it's like, yeah. well, if that wasn't going to be a thing, why did you sort of make the audience sort of turn on him? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the one thing I did sort of like from Peter in this episode was sort of this the discussion of this being um, like his second marriage that had broke down. And I feel like that's something that would be really interesting to have heard about before now. Um, right. But it's, it just feels like we spent so long sort of, you know, making him the villain and... Yeah, we had one episode, I think, with his ex-wife. Yeah. Right, when she was, when that Lou was getting all jealous. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Way yeah. back, yeah. Yeah, but and it also just sort of feels like we moved on with Mitch and then we sort of took st- took two steps back from Mitch and it's like, well, he got us all excited and, and it's just sort of backed off from it. Yeah, and I I just felt like, Peter, you're the most at fault here. I mean, yeah. you made a choice that you yeah. that your job in Vancouver was more important than your family. And so, yeah, and it's just like super inconsistent because in these episodes, he's like, because Lou is the one that's that's sort of um, putting her career um, sort of ahead of of a lot of things. Peter's super available. And it's like, well, why wasn't he super available like a season ago? Like the writing is just so inconsistent when it comes to Peter. Yeah. Like his job's you know so important to him that he can't you know stay in Heartland for you know very long and then you know sort of the next season he's super available and he's you know yeah he's always and out there constantly yeah is he just... still in Vancouver like what is happening yeah they made Vancouver seem like it was in a different country like <laughs> I mean it's all in the I forget where exactly Hudson is supposed to be it's in is it Ontario um Alberta I think Alberta so I mean it's still it is a distance but like yeah it's a distance but yeah they're, they're sort of that he couldn't get a job in Hudson that yeah. that was an impossibility and yeah like mm-hmm. Lou didn't want to move to Vancouver but yeah. Lou in fairness has like multiple businesses and yeah. her whole family mm-hmm. where like she was what, based in and and sort of Hudson when they met and he was sort of jumping around all over the place so yeah it's super unfair to ask her to you know do what he did you know in Hudson area aren't they even I believe so yeah Yeah. I believe they are sort of in that sort of not so much Hudson but I believe they are in that that sort of area yeah and I don't see why he couldn't just get a job there yeah. i mean she tried and she tried, she tried. yeah doing the she thing tried. in dubai and it just didn't mm-hmm. work yeah so it feels like she tried and he didn't and as far as you know the only time he sort of tried is when he didn't have a job mm-hmm. yeah it's weird uh it's just not i'm just bored i'm just bored with it <laughs> yeah, they've never bored. really had good chemistry i'm ready to move on yeah yeah, and even in this episode, he's super ready to move on, yet he's also super jealous of the idea of Lou actually moving on. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it was just weird. 
he was sort of pushing for the thing that he was uncomfortable with. Yeah. So then Georgie goes after Tim to try mm-hmm. to find him. And I'm not sure how Tim would have gotten way over into the weeds. I mean, yeah, he, we didn't see that, did we? Yeah, we just saw. Yeah, him. He, he tumbled off of Spartan. But I think I would think he would just be on the road. He was like way over. Yeah. Unless Spartan sort of bucked him, but it doesn't seem like that. It seems like he just sort of fell. Right. Yeah. And they are lucky though, because uh, he's able to like raise his hand and Georgie sees him and are able to, to help him. I mean, this was, I guess, a pretty good episode for, for Alicia, for, uh, Georgie yeah Georgie yeah yeah for sure like she, she super stepped up in terms of you know a lot of the physical stuff that Amy was sort of doing um whether it's you know the horse riding or just working with the horses yeah yeah and helping to helping Tim to get up and everything and mm-hmm. yeah um, and they never really Amy's in pain you think maybe she's going to go into early labor or whatever. And then mm-hmm. they kind of dropped that. It was yeah, like, oh, I'm did. feeling fine. <laughs> yeah. She was in agony for like two episodes. Um, and they sort of hinted at the fact that maybe it was the Bracken picks again, but she seemed in a lot of pain. No. Um, so yeah, it didn't make sense that Tim went to the hospital and she didn't. Yeah. And then we have Ty and Bob in Mongolia and Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so they are doing, I guess, surgery on this bear. And I, I don't understand what happened to the like mama bear. Was the mama bear killed? The mama and... bear was killed. Yeah. Okay. Um, the was killed. What I don't understand is since when was Bob a vet? Why is he doing surgery? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and why does, why does Ty know how to do surgery on a bear? A goji bear, no less. Oh, Ty knows everything about veterinarian. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, he I knows everything so. that Scott knows, apparently. Like, everything. More than Scott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that he's out in Mongolia. And then there's this whole thing where the natives want a reward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they, but then they, they're afraid of the poachers having payback so then they don't Mm -hmm. want the award Mm -hmm. it just is not interesting it's not interesting and it doesn't fit with heartland like this is a different show like right what they're doing in mongolia is a completely different vibe it's a completely different show and it doesn't fit aesthetically or just story story storyline wise with heartland in my opinion yeah no, it, it, it just doesn't work. Uh, and we also have, like I said, Peter and Lou fighting about the divorce papers. And I, I guess I don't understand why Lou is reticent about this. Like, I feel like she should be more yeah. ready than Peter even. Yeah. And it feels like this is maybe the, the third or fourth time that divorce papers have sort of come yeah. up between them. Right. Like it's, yeah, it just so dragged out and it doesn't make sense as to why we haven't signed the papers already. Like, Peter came all the way because obviously he wanted to see his kids, but that they wanted to do it in person and it's just taken, like, days for them to, to sign these papers. 
Yeah, and Peter asked Lou if she's infatuated with Mitch. And he's like upset about the fact that Katie seems kind of infatuated with Mitch. Yeah. But that's like, I mean, it's super none of his business when it comes to Lou. Right. It's none of his business at this point. Um, and yeah, this happens with kids, like when somebody new comes in and they're shiny and new and you know, there's a bit of infatuation. It happens all the time. So the fact that it seemed a little weird that he was so, like, bothered by it. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's especially it. hypocritical when he had a full-on out girlfriend. Already. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that had key yeah, to his apartment. It's so sex- yeah, it's so sexist because, like, <laughs> I can have a girlfriend, but you can't have a crush on <laughs> super handsome Kevin McGarry. Right. <laughs> yeah and she says you know that katie loves you she adores you and it mm-hmm. was pretty cute when katie gave him that uh, the drawing yeah that was so cute yeah it was a good katie episode yeah <laughs> uh, it's peter's birthday it turns out that he never got a rock in the fireplace which seems mm-hmm. surprising to me yeah that was weird and it sort of felt even weirder that they were doing it now like Uh it feels like you should have got one yeah i don't understand why they didn't they were like oh we were so busy (laughs) the writers were so busy evidently yeah apparently so uh so the horse that they had is is very upset and uh amy realizes that spartan can help the you know this horse Mm -hmm. calm down and then we yeah i think we basically cover amy's kind of sad about the truck well losing the truck yeah this was such like i've got hardly any notes like nothing really happens in this episode it's Mm -hmm. basically just like an epilogue of the last episodes yeah it just doesn't work for me in terms of like uh i imagine like the people that were watching it at the time sort of waited months for this episode right their car insurance must be very high. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so high. And their medical they've got free yeah. medical bills, which is fine. Um and <laughs> they put to good use. Yeah, I don't know. I'd give the what do you think? A six? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, six. Mm-hmm. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. All right. Well, the next episode is called Change of Course. 
Mm-hmm. And this is Georgie struggles with a new horse riding challenge. Caleb returns from the rodeo circuit. Jack navigates back to school prep. Tim attends a pregnancy clinic with Amy. Cassandra thinks Caleb is cheating on her and Jade sees a new side of clay. A lot going on in this episode. Uh, I actually yeah. think this one was pretty good. And this has got to be like peak mm-hmm. Tim. Do you agree? Yeah. Oh my God. Like, I loved Tim in this episode. Oh my god! Like, well, the quote about I'm all about women and <laughs> I'm all about women and and, and their issues of, and their issues these days. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Like so, like <laughs> so serious, and he's so like yeah, he was so on fire these episodes. Yeah, I loved him so much. It did kind of remind me of my dad a little bit because, which yeah. is normally not the case at all with Tim, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but in this one, I can picture if I asked my dad to be my prenatal partner, that he would mm-hmm. be kind of like this and be kind of em- embarrassing slash supportive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was so dad. all in and it's so funny to see, like, I love these episodes for Tim because it, it does show how much development has happened with this character um because a lot of it does seem you know like he he sort of goes back to his old habits a lot and and sort of reverts a lot and especially when we sort of see him with people like Mitch and 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 uh and Peter and Ty but yeah when he's with his with his kids it's you sort of see the best of him yeah and he's you know trying to make up for Lost time. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he decides he's going to host a barrel racing clinic mm-hmm. for uh, the team and uh, Georgie and uh, that she wants to learn how to do barrel racing, but she mm-hmm. gets really nervous and mm-hmm. uh, she's scared while riding because of the accident. Yeah. It's super understandable. Like, I feel like who knows what's to come, but. I feel like we've reached our quota on Georgie and Amy and car tra- and car wrecks. Like that's how, like so. it's how they lost. Yeah, it's how they lost their parents. Can we stop it? Like you know, Georgie's parents mm-hmm. died in a car accident. That's how Amy's mom died. Like stop putting them through the trauma. Yeah, yeah, I I I agree, and I I felt like that the the conflict with georgie and barrel racing i i i feel like why is she even doing that when she was supposed to be spending all energy on trick riding yeah this this sort of mentioned something about this is sort of a cross training thing which a lot of athletes do um they'll try a different sport in order to train in their their primary sport but it feels like this was just to continue the the Casey storyline of her getting back into into barrel racing, um, so it felt like more to benefit that storyline because, like you say, it doesn't really make sense to bring you know the 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 trick riding and the rodeo together in that way. Yeah, and I also feel like they're being very protective of Amy through this whole pregnancy mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm when yeah i can understand obviously she shouldn't be riding the the horses but mm-hmm. i don't know i just feel like the show's been kind of weird about her pregnancy yeah 
Yeah, it's super inconsistent because they have put her in danger a lot. <laughs> like she's had so mm-hmm. many accidents. Um, and so it's it's like she does this like sort of little thing and you know, does a clinic where it's not very hands-on and she gets into a car wreck or mm-hmm. you know, gets accidentally dragged by a horse. So she's had these accidents from very minor things and then yeah, it's just it's super inconsistent. But I did think that was funny when they watched that birthing video. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, you just saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was brutal for Tim. Like... He's so invested to that point. <laughs> yeah. Up till then he was like a hundred percent in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh we also have Georgie getting this strong relationship with this horse, Morgan. Mm-hmm. And she does feel very strongly about animals but i feel like we haven't seen her with phoenix in so long so long yeah yeah so i don't know if and something even when, happened with that horse or what is mm, going on yeah because even when we do see phoenix it's with another horse because she does sort of the trick riding with two horses now mm-hmm. um i forget the name is it bear the other horse i'm not sure oh yeah bear's um, the one that got sold to the police all right so it's the other one um mm-hmm. So yeah, even when we see Phoenix, it's not sort of that sort of Amy Spartan relationship that they have, which is what was the initial sort of, you know, what I sort of mm-hmm. felt like they were going to have, you know, a big epic journey just like Amy and Spartan have had. But yeah, it seems like Georgie has a different bond with a different animal, you know, every few episodes. Right. Yeah. And I, she has that that closeness with the animals i understand that but yeah but i don't know it's just becoming kind of cyclical and be nice for her to have an episode with phoenix yeah yeah because it happened again with with ty and and sort of um harley yeah oh yeah 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 Mm -hmm. yeah we had harley for a few episodes and then harley just sort of disappeared Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so we have this whole plot here about Caleb going to be proposing to Cass, and Cass thinks he's cheating on her. And I've said this, I think, before, but if if the surprise element starts to become a problem, it's just not worth it. Like the 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 enjoyment is not enhanced that much by being a surprise in my opinion i don't think it's actually enhanced at all personally i don't really like surprises but even if you like surprises if it's actually like undermining your relationship just tell just tell don't keep a surprise who cares yeah Yeah, i'm not a biggest a big fan of surprises either um and i think there is also an issue of the slightest little thing of you know if sorry, Caleb not you know revealing something or, or possibly keeping something from Cass and the next thing that she goes to is ending the relationship or he's cheating like it doesn't seem like they're a couple ready to get engaged if she's so quick to assume the worst like it doesn't yeah, seem like was a this, super strong relationship this lady <laughs> was helping with the proposal how I can't even remember but yeah, she starts to worry that he's cheating and which yeah. is kind of weird when the whole start of their relationship was cheating. Cheating. Yeah. Yeah. Her cheating. Yeah, 
yeah. So yeah, it, it's just not a super strong relationship. And again, like with Ashley, we saw nothing between them um, other than conflict. So mm-hmm. it's hard to get invested when you haven't been a part of the journey. Yeah. So we have Katie. She is having anxiety. She mm-hmm. sleeps over with Georgie uh, because she's upset. Their mom is gone and mm-hmm. she gets upset about Jack uh, getting the right backpack for her. And yeah, yeah I mean, that felt pretty legit. I, that seems yeah. like something a, a little girl like that age would do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember that age, but I do remember, you know, you know, starting secondary school, high school for you guys. That was, mm-hmm. you know, a really tough summer just leading up to that. So yeah, in I remember my not, yeah, a mom not being there. My little siblings, I remember them. Yeah, definitely yeah. letting their presence be known. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> but it was cute. I, I mean, I really like Jack and Katie. They're cute together. Mm-hmm. And when he finds the uh, the backpack in the hay, it was it was funny. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It was my that... favorite part, probably, of this episode. Yeah, me too. Like, I feel like the, the sort of struck gold with with this actress, which is so good. He's really and cute. Yeah, yeah. They've peppered in all these little minutes, these little these little moments of her sort of hiding things, or mm-hmm. you know, having things like the jar and just all these right. little <laughs> all these little great moments between her and Jack. Well, and so then also Tim gets the empathy belly from the birth counselor <laughs> after he's asking like a million questions. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure Tim should have more questions than the actual women that are going to be having a baby, but it was cute. And and then the birth leader, she says, you're pretty lucky to have such a wonderful support. That was cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that empathy belly would work though. I just, I don't know. I feel like that's, I feel like it could actually be counterproductive because I think it could make people feel like they understand when they don't understand like at all yeah yeah it doesn't make sense it's just basically carrying around a bunch of weight whereas yeah. I'm like I imagine being pregnant it's more about what's happening inside of your body as opposed to <laughs> yeah you know just being uncomfortable yeah it's not just the weight it's you have yeah. a human inside you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you have a human kicking your insides yeah <laughs> Uh, so then we have Jade and Clay flirting and we knew this was coming of course yeah Mm-hmm. Um, and Jade admits that she likes Clay to Georgie, and then do they? I think it's the next next episode that they kiss, but we get the flirting mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Now, are you feeling any more into it than before? I just wish they hadn't started with him being a total jerk. Yeah, I feel like that's the the issue. Um, you know, I love a good sort of enemies to lovers. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when it's sort of bantery and, and and fun, but it feels like none of this has been fun. Yeah. <laughs> up to then, she just seems sort of annoyed with him right up until this episode, which, yeah, it doesn't make sense that. Like you could tell that's where they were going. It was obvious. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. I just wish they hadn't started him being a misogynist and being mm-hmm. terrible. I mean, because yeah, enemies to lovers is fine, but just have them not get along. You don't need to mm-hmm. make him a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the whole yeah. the whole joy of of sort of 
the rake, you know, that ends up being, Mm -hmm. uh, that ends up being great is kind of, oh, he's not actually bad at all. You know, Mm -hmm. that you're actually the nice guy. And I thought you were the jerk, but Mm -hmm. you, you know, you don't want Jade to fall in love with a misogynist. Yeah. Yeah. And it just seems like, you know, it's obvious where they were going, but in terms of the writing, it just didn't feel very well sort of developed and written in terms of he was kind of a jerk and then they didn't like each other for a bunch of episodes and now they like each other. It just doesn't seem like it's evolved in a way that, you know, gets the audience invested. You know, we haven't seen any moments where they've sort of liked each other or, you know, fluttered a little bit. It just sort of, it's just, yeah. I imagine they're going to be together in the next couple of episodes. It's just so quick. Right, yeah. Then what would you give this episode 1 to 10? Um, I would give it a 7.5. Yeah, I think that's good. All right, so then we have episode 12, Sound of Silence. And this is Tragedy Strikes the Community. Amy and Georgie try to help Tim's traumatized barrel racing horse. Jack helps Tim, Casey, and the rodeo community pulls through a devastating loss. Jade gets her pro rodeo permit. So this was an emotional episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would say this is the strongest episode of the three. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, another great so, one. Another great one for Tim as well. It is really like what is happening with Tim, but he, yeah. but <laughs> he uh, has some horses at the end of the last episode that he stores at mm-hmm. a uh, a ranch that. Uh, Casey's been storing her horses at as well mm-hmm. and there is a fire and all but one of the horses die and I do think that in real life this would be a lot more gnarly than they I mean they show the fire of course but that yeah but all they all you see is is just the bridle of the mm-hmm. horses that died and obviously on Heartland they're not going to have like oh, horse carcasses and stuff like but it probably would yeah. be pretty gross. In yeah, real life. I imagine it would just be horrific and it would smell horrific. And yeah. yeah, it would be a whole thing. And yeah, it's one of those things where it's like a really great storyline. Story and I'm just glad that this is a family show because ugh, I hate watching those sort of things. I feel like it's it's so interesting. Like I love true crime. It's one of the things that I enjoy um, in terms yeah. of podcasts and TV, but I cannot watch or listen to any sort of animal trauma like I tried to listen to I think it was a 30 for 30 about the horse tracks um for for the for the racing and just like the cruelty and and just sort of all of the things that they do to the tracks um in order to win like it's just so frustrating and so difficult for me to listen to so yeah I feel like you know the animal stuff it's just very hard for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's tough. And, and it, yeah. it, this was, I mean, it, the whole community is just yeah. devastated about this mm-hmm. and they're very judgmental about Tim and mm-hmm. Tim feels responsible, even though it wasn't his fault. It was an electricity thing. It's surprising that they couldn't just like run in and get the horses out of the barn mm. 
but yeah. I guess it must have happened maybe late or they didn't know or nobody was there yeah, yeah and imagine just with the amount of wood and hay it, yeah, it would have just been like a tinderbox yeah it would just been so quick um oh, it's just horrific and I, I do like that they sort of have that re- they have that reveal of um did it just be in sort of an electrical fault that way that we can just sort of go on this journey for Tim and instead of wondering you know did you know was he negligent in any way but I think it's more interesting to have it you know have nothing to do with him and just sort of deal with this loss um I feel like it's a very strong choice for him as a character Especially because that one cowboy claims it's Jim's fault. And so then yeah. that makes him spiral. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's had sort of all these issues before. Um, and it's so easy for him to sort of go to that place of, you know, taking the blame because he's made a lot of mistakes before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it is interesting that he didn't make a mistake this time. You know, it just, you know, took a good deal on where he could, you know, keep his horses, you know. Well, and yeah, yeah, and he tries to work with the one surviving horse, Morgan, Mm -hmm. but is very skittish. And I and I don't know how they're able to get that horse to do that the way they do. It's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even going back to the the first episodes of like the the horse in the trailer, like yeah, and just having that horse in that much of a confined space and and getting them to do those things, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, well, so Tim says that they need to push forward with the rodeo mm-hmm. and keep going, even though uh, it's it's tough. And uh, he's ask, he asks everyone to donate some of their loss. Uh, I mean, some, he asks them, everyone to donate some of their winnings to the lost horses. And that's when the cowboy is like, why should we? It's your fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it is interesting that they sort of get across that, you know, a lot of these horses, you know, as much as they're family to these um, cowboys and and, and rodeo uh, people, that they're also their livelihoods. Like, you know, a lot of people aren't going to be able to pay their bills or, or you know, live their life um, just because they lost these horses. Yeah. And that's what uh, Jack says in the speech. He says, horses are like family to rodeo people. Mm-hmm. Rodeo people are like one big family. So in a sense, we've all shared in this loss. Yeah. And they have a moment of silence for the, yeah. the horses. Yeah. yeah, definitely had a little tear up at this moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like get Jack to see something emotional and I'll, I'll, I'll shed a few tears. <laughs> So Tim gets Caleb to help Jade and Clay with the rodeo. Mm-hmm. So that was a, I thought a pretty fun dynamic. Yeah. Caleb yeah. with Clay and, and Yeah, I wonder if Jade. we'll sort of see more of that because it did sort of say that he's moving into more of a coaching position. Because um, I guess he is older for, you know, the rodeo. He's in his 30s now. Um, and it's like most athletes, <laughs> most, it's interesting, like, I watch tennis a lot and the way they talk about ages is so ridiculous of like this person's you know sort of past it in terms of tennis and they're like 25 <laughs> like right and the same with figure skating of like yeah, they're veterans and they're, 
yeah, they're talking about a 18 or 19 year old. Um, so yeah, Caleb's done well to get his theories. <laughs> um, so we also have Adam is getting embarrassed about uh, his insulin and being diabetic uh, when Georgie brings it up. And mm-hmm. she, you know, she says to him, you don't, you shouldn't be embarrassed about your insulin. And uh, yeah, I don't know why we have that, that I feel like there's some, for some reason, some kind of embarrassment, uh, but because there was a whole episode yeah. of, um, of Babysitter's Club about this too, about uh, yeah. Stacy being in, embarrassed about being diabetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess there's just certain personalities that whenever you're sort of the center of attention, they find that very uncomfortable. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want people to feel sorry for you or overly concerned. You just want to be treated normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, firstly, I'm still not over Babysitter Club being cancelled. So I'm still I mad know. about it. So sad. <laughs> so sad. Um, but my mom is, is type 1 diabetic. She's mm-hmm. been diabetic her whole life. And, yeah, she talks about, like, obviously, it was, you know, quite a while ago, but being in school and she obviously had, like, specific meals that she could and couldn't eat so she had special meals sort of made for her um so that it wasn't like overly it would mess up her blood sugars um and she said that she always felt very uncomfortable of like having to go get her you know sort of <laughs> she, her name would be called out and it would you know she would just go up on her own to get you know this meal that was specifically made for her um and I guess that sort of feeds into things down the line of constantly feeling uncomfortable because of, you know, it's just a way of life, you know. She always just was uncomfortable being the center of attention. Yeah, I think that's it. That's yeah. it with Adam, and he kind of comes around by the end and realizes that he shouldn't be embarrassed about it. But mm-hmm. uh, we also have uh, Georgie, wanting to ride Morgan. Amy says no. Um, but uh, we also have Georgie uh, getting nervous about this relationship between Jade and Clay and uh, Jade and Clay and drinking with the Cowboys and uh, Jade gets really sick. So then Georgie accuses Clay of drugging Jade. Yeah, this was weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's also funny that they never mention that it's obviously like moonshine, like they never say the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's just like a thing that they had to like censor that or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it seemed a little weird that this is the way they went. You know, it feels like they sometimes go out of their way to make Jade really irresponsible. Um, and but then they like of- blamed it on it was almost like were they going a date rape plot line but then like mm-hmm. didn't because that's what it almost felt like with these sort of predatory weird cowboys yeah. but then it was cowboys. just like it wasn't it was just like yeah. jade getting drunk yeah jade getting drunk because they sort of made out like this was some concoction um that they made or mm-hmm. you know it was obviously just moonshine but they did, yeah they made it seem like it was alcohol that was sort of dosed with something. Um, yeah. And then the news lady is mad because she can't do the piece on Jade because Jade is sick. But uh-huh. 
she's just had this incredible like moving town rodeo moment like yeah I, I think any which is way more interesting than anything that jade would have done yeah yeah in 10 points that are like you're sort of spoiled for choice here in terms of yeah. you know feel good stories yeah so i yeah. don't know i mean in the end i ended up liking the clay and jade kiss and that whole moment but mm -hmm. because it was like more innocent than this like weird uh getting her drunk kind of face yeah i'm a little like thrown in terms of georgie um are we supposed to like feel that she's bothered by their relationship like if yeah it, it seems like she was definitely i mean i'm sure she's accusing yeah. him of drugging her yeah yeah it, it just seems a little weird and then we have sort of the end <clears throat> the end of the episode with adam seeing their conversation and yeah that was weird yeah, yeah that was weird <laughs> i'm like are they like doing like a weird love triangle thing here or what's happening a weird love square love square <laughs> <laughs> but like georgie seems way too young way too young yeah for for anything with clay yeah so I don't know, mm -hmm. it's weird. Because we forget that that Georgie, yes, Georgie and Jade are, are friends, but Jade is a lot older. Yeah, yeah, she's like two or three years older, which is a lot mm -hmm. when you're that young. Right, yeah, at least. And uh, we do get a scene between Casey and Tim, which was nice at the end. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. then we also have Amy uh, and Ty talking, and Ty says that he has her shirt to make her feel close to him and he gets she gets out his shirt so he sleeps with that but he just needs to come home this is ridiculous yeah <laughs> yeah and it's so inconsistent in terms of like the location and you can obviously tell which parts are you know found in Mongolia and which parts are you know just like a basic backdrop <laughs> like right. it's so yeah it's just frustrating and really dragging down the entire season yeah, but it feels like true. that's sort of across the board in terms of like the people that have been commenting on the videos um it feels like that's how a lot of the fans felt yeah they are they have, people have been saying oh we just fast forward those parts which <laughs> i agree you don't have that's, that option Rachel. <laughs> yeah, that's what i would have done too <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what would you give this episode would you give it an eight um, yeah, I would say an eight, just because I liked that a lot of the Tim stuff was just... Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Tim. I just hope they don't do the same thing they did the last time of like, giving us a bunch of really good Tim episodes and then making him a jerk again. <laughs> I think right, they probably will, though. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but uh, we should uh, get Chris Potter on the podcast because this is a, oh as good a run as Tim's ever going to have. <laughs> oh. I'll reach out yeah. and see. But yeah. uh, but there we go. Let us know what you think of these three episodes. And did you like them, not like them? We'd love to hear your comments. We really appreciate the comments. Mm -hmm. And uh, Michelle, how can people follow you? Um, on Twitter at Michelle R. Benson. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Please check that out. Also, make sure you are following the podcast at Homework's Pod and Homework's Podcast, all of our social media, 
And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. It really helps us so, so much. Thank you so much to anybody who's done that. Also, we have our patron group and merch store. So please check uh, all the information out of that will be in the description. Please like this video. If you are listening on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.